you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 194 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and this is our last episode of 2020, episode 194. We went through 194 of these bad boys, and uh, that's impressive, I I think, for it being the first year of the podcast. So in the second half of this, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of my favorite memories of this year. Uh, I know that it's been a weird year to have favorite memories, but uh, we're going to do it anyway. And coming up in just a second here, we're going to do some New Year's resolutions for the A's in their front office. Also, I'm trying something new today. I'm just uh, freewheeling it. Uh, Sure, I'll edit it and whatnot, but uh, I have no script whatsoever. I'm going off the cuff. So uh, for this uh, segment that's coming up here in a second, I did ask some people on Twitter, hey, what are some resolutions you'd like to see the A's make? And uh, they were, you know, fairly common answers that I think that any A's fan would have. So uh, we're going to get into those and uh, go into depth on those just a little bit. And then we'll talk a little bit about 2020 and uh, what what to expect in 2021 from Locked on A's. So uh, without further ado, follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So New Year's resolutions. The, the main answers were spend some damn money and get us a new ballpark. Those are the two things. And obviously, uh, the new ballpark, as one Twitter follower pointed out, would help them spend more money. Uh, sure, it would be very costly and all that stuff, but it would bring in more money. Therefore, they would be able to lock up guys like Chapman and Olsen. You know, it, it, it solves other problems. Uh, Chapman and Olsen would probably be gone by the time the ballpark got built. So that's sad. Um, get, getting all the bad vibes out. Yeah, in while it's still 2020, because uh, 2021, it's going to be our year, you guys. <laughs> but really, though, the ballpark, I think, would help. I don't know that it's still on track. I Again, I, I've said it before, until there are shovels in the ground, I am just very skeptical of everything ballpark related, because uh, I remember when I was in college, I definitely did a speech about the A's getting a new ballpark in San Jose or Fremont or wherever they were at, at that point, and uh, that didn't happen, because territorial rights and whatnot. Thanks, Giants. Anyways, um, yeah, so... It would be fun. I'd like to see the waterfront brawl park and all that stuff. It wouldn't be facing the water, which is strange. I don't know why you'd put it at the water at that point. It's a nice area, I guess, for a ballpark because it's industrial. So we'll see. As long as it's easy to get to and it's pretty and it has nice food for my wife because she likes uh, ballpark food when it's good. Um, then, you know, more than hot dogs and nachos, she wants to be able to have like dinner if necessary. So uh, that that's something that that we're going to need. Also, uh, one other thing, it probably won't happen at the Coliseum because they could do it now, but they're not. So uh, we need better swag. I said this on my on my rants against the A's on the Festivus episode. We need better gear in the team shops because it's like the same thing from opening day to the end of the season. So hopefully you like one of these three shirts. Uh, maybe it'll be in your size. Probably not. They're not player specific, which is... Meh. I'd rather buy one of those than the jerseys that they always have, because uh, shirts are much less expensive. Or you could have, like, a light windbreaker, which I don't know if they know where they play at night, but it gets so cold there. We need better warm weather gear, better t-shirts, better things, uh, just better stuff. So, 
make that happen. Hire somebody to make you better stuff. Go to Roto Gear and uh, have them make you some shirts. Because I would love to spend more money and represent my team more often. Uh, but there's just not enough stuff that I find fashionable, I guess. And it, it all looks like JCPenney knockoffs. And that's not necessarily my, my brand. I like the official stuff. I just don't want to pay $300 for a jersey that I can't really wear places without fear of getting it dirty. So I need t-shirts. Give me t-shirts. I will wear t-shirts all the time uh, at my restaurant job before it got shut down in March. Uh, yeah, I would wear t-shirts all the time. It was wonderful. Get a hat on. Uh, yeah, I, I loved all that. So I have a nice collection of t-shirts, but because the A's don't release that many every year, uh, I generally just get baseball teams that I like. Like right now, as I'm recording, don't hate me because I am the host of Locked On A's, but I am wearing a Phillies shirt and it's the baby blue one. Uh, you know, the baby blue blue jerseys that the, the Phillies used to wear. So it's like that color. And uh, I just think that it's nice. And my wife's like, hey, I like that shirt. It brings out your eyes. And I'm like, yes, it does. So I wear it when she's home. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I, I need better stuff in the team shop is what I'm saying. And uh, that, I guess, leads me to my last point, which I mentioned briefly. And that's that the A's need to spend more money. Invest in the community, one, and also in the club too, spending money on the team and getting players that can provide you a championship contender. Uh, that's also an investment in the community. So if you want to just do that, sure, I guess you're doing okay stuff in the community already, I suppose. Um, but yeah, go after some of these free agents The the Padres aren't doing a whole ton. They're just providing people with news right now. Sure. They got some big names, but they're not spending a ton of money. They got prospect capital out the wazoo. They're spending some of that. The A's, I know that they have to keep churning guys out to stay competitive and stay relevant and make money enough money to get John Fisher more money, I guess. Uh, but they got prospects may as well shop some of them at some points because this is, you got a few guys here that are your core pieces and they're not going to be around forever. You got to invest in these guys when you have them or else we're all just spinning our wheels forever. And that doesn't make anybody happy. I know 2014 did not work out for the A's because they didn't get out of the wildcard game. Um, thanks John Lester. But to my larger point, the A's don't have any top 100 prospects. So if they're moving guys, it's not like they're getting rid of like the future. Robert Poisson, somebody who's very young, I'm high on uh, just because I, I want to see more of them. Sure, I don't know much about him, but uh, don't move him. AJ Puck, I'd say his injury history is a little bit worrisome. So you might be better off keeping him, seeing what he has, just because you're not going to get as much because of that injury question mark. Um, Nick Allen, maybe you got to move him if you want to get somebody like you Darvish or Blake Snell or uh, maybe somebody else that we're going to talk about uh, later this week. I'm going to just spoil it now. I'm going to talk about how the A's should go after Javi Baez. Uh, just... I don't know if they can make the money work, but, you know, hey, he costs a little bit less than Francisco Lindor or Trevor Story. Why not Javi Baez? He'd be a nice piece. Uh, maybe maybe not give up Nick Allen for that. But if you get somebody with a couple of years of control that gives you a win-now possibility, why not? Because Nick Allen could be around, but the guys that you're hoping would bring you the championship and uh, Olsen, Chapman, Loriano, they're not going to be around for much longer. So you'd have one year with Nick Allen and, and these guys. And uh, then otherwise you're just starting that cycle over. And maybe by Nick Allen's fourth or fifth year, he's going to have a chance or he's going to be traded by then. So you may as well push those chips in while you have them because they're not going to be around forever. So uh, I think that you got to 
you got to make some moves. You got to spend a little bit of money, especially this winter, because those contracts are not out there for the big names right now. Because, I mean, the A's are close. They they can contend with a couple of little adjustments. They got to find some guys in the bullpen that will accumulate up to Liam Hendricks and his loss in the bullpen as that main guy in the ninth inning. Uh, you got to find a replacement for Marcus Simeon. I don't know that you can do that without trading for one of those three guys that I just mentioned uh, in Lindor, Story, or Javi Baez. Uh, one of those guys would be a, an upgrade, arguably, uh, whereas Didi Gregorius, probably a downgrade. Uh, Angleton Simmons, big question mark, could be uh, keeping it level, could be a downgrade. Marcus Simeon, I don't know if they're going to bring him back He'll probably get more money somewhere else. The Twins seem like a nice fit for him, so we'll see how that works out. But really, who in the American League is this scary team right now? The Yankees are good offensively, but their pitching is a little bit shaky. Uh, the Rays are taking a step back, so they're not as scary. I think that they're better than the Astros unless they go out and spend a bunch of money. Uh, the White Sox are a scary team, so that's the team that you got to beat right there. You got to beat the White Sox, you get you get to the World Series. Make some moves, get a bunch of right-handed pitchers. That's all you got to do. Get a bunch of right-handed pitchers and maybe Javi Baez, and all of a sudden you're in the World Series, Ace. That's all you got to do. Spend some money, have some fun. And uh, then we can celebrate some good times. Speaking of celebrating good times, we're going to be doing some of that here in the second half of this episode. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. College football is heading into bowl season and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clear and there is just one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Last episode, I told you guys to bet on the Kings just because I, the Kings are good right now. They're 3-1. and one. They've beaten the Nuggets twice. You got to spend all of your money now on the Kings to win the NBA championship because they are legit contenders four games into the season. Uh, for legality purposes, for my own sake, uh, that's a joke. But really, though, Bet Online AG is not a joke. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use their promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, we are talking about the new and improved Built Bar, which is even more deliciouser than previous iterations. And they have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also got their original 12 flavors like orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie, and all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars, and Built Bars are built for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. So all you gotta do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, that is one word, locked on, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. 
Also, betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So that's all the stuff that I got to say right there. Uh, we're, we're back now. And we're going to talk about the A's a little bit. I got some memories to share. Uh, my main memory is opening night. Obviously, Matt Olson hit that dinger off a of Hobie Milner, who I think is a free agent now, because uh, Matt Olson destroyed him. <laughs> but Matt Olson had that grand slam walk off to send the A's to victory on opening night. But he also had that great play in the top of the 10th inning to nail Shohei Otani when he threw it over to Matt Chapman. Great play. Had a lot of fun with that one. My other uh, standout memory was just that weekend, that first weekend series, not first series, but uh, the first series against the Giants where they they came back from like five runs down and three runs down in the ninth inning uh, against Trevor Gott on consecutive days, and then they just obliterated Giants pitching on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. James Caprillion also made his MLB debut on that Sunday game. Uh, he gave up a solo shot, I believe, to his first batter, and then he was okay after that. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Obviously, there's a lot of Ramon Laureano memories uh, between the brawl with uh, the entire Houston Astros. Um, there was his defensive game in Anaheim. I forget which month that was even in, but he made three amazing defensive plays in one game, and that was cool. Uh, there was also right before the season ended when they were in uh, L.A. to face the Dodgers. He hit that uh, go-ahead home run in the top of the ninth off of old friend Blake Trinan. That was pretty cool. Speaking of home runs, though, you got Sean Murphy coming out of nowhere, and he hit... I, I believe, I I don't know if this is actually factual, but it felt like the longest home run of the season. I believe it was in Texas. It was just straight to Denner, dead center field. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a fun home run. And Sean Murphy's got some power. I am looking forward to watching him play a little bit more in 2021 because he's going to be fantastic. Um, obviously, the playoffs, uh, the, the division round sucked, but the wildcard series after the first game was kind of fun. Mark Canna had that great catch in game two against the wall. Made everybody think about Joe Rudy, Chad Pender, Marcus Simeon, Chris Davis had a couple of home runs. They they all had some nice performances throughout the playoffs. Uh, Frankie Montas came in in that game three, and he really saved the bullpen for a couple of innings. He gave up a run, but whatever. Uh... Liam Hendricks threw 49 pitches in game two to get them to that game three. Uh, the ESPN commentators talking to Ramon Laureano as he's running his ass off in a decisive game that could end the A season. I really don't like ESPN. They're, they're a bunch of hacks these days. Anyways, um, yeah, so there's a lot of fun memories. Uh, the Astros are stupid and I still hate them. I, I hate them so much. Um, but hopefully their demise is coming and they will be terrible for many, many years. Uh, re return back to when they didn't have a payroll and Jose Altuve was like a rookie. Go back to those times. Those those were much more fun for me as an A's fan. <laughs> but I, I think that my main memories of just in general this year and this baseball season was this podcast started on January 1st of last year. The, the teaser was out before that, but uh, January 1st was our first episode and it, it was slow going at first, you know, getting into the rhythm of producing a podcast a few times a week and, uh, you know, getting into my own cadence, what I wanted the show to be getting into my own rhythm. And I feel like I've gotten most of the way there. I, I've got, I, I can talk to this microphone without anybody being around or, you know, having questions. I'm speaking off the top of my head at the moment, so that's kind of fun. Just some behind-the-scenes stuff for you guys. Uh, roughly this time last year, it was probably a couple weeks before this, but uh, 
when I had to record the teaser to get it onto, you know, Apple and Spotify and all the podcasting platforms, uh, I, I had the script written out and it had to be like a minute and a half. And I, I wrote everything out and I did not know how to edit. So I was like, I have to run through this clean or else I'm screwed. So it took me like two hours to record that minute and a half, just one time through clean. And then, you know, at, I'm sure that if you've been listening since episode one, you've noticed my editing has gotten a little bit better. You, you hear me breathe almost never. Um, stuff like that. You don't hear me laughing into the microphone because I make myself crack up quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> not editing that one. But yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun coming into my own doing this and doing something just because I've been at home because my job got canceled. So uh, yeah, and baseball's been keeping me busy. You guys have been keeping me busy. This podcast has been keeping me busy. It's been uh, very good for my mental health, I must say. Just interacting with, you know, A's fans that I didn't know before. I've enjoyed arguably making friends with some of you guys. I look forward to getting tweets from everybody. So uh, that's been fun. Uh, one of my other favorite memories uh, was... <laughs> Uh, apparently, me and Jonah Heim's dad have an inside joke, kind of. I don't know if he remembers this anymore, but uh, at, at one point in the season, Jonah Heim got like his second RBI of the season, but the broadcast said that it was his first R uh, career RBI because he was a rookie. And so I tweeted out, because I heard it, uh, first RBI of the season. And he's like, eh, he actually had another one. And so we started, every time he would drive in a run, it'd be like, oh, first RBI of his career. That's pretty cool. And that became an inside joke between like me, James Heim, and like a couple of other people that picked up on it. And now it's kind of fun. So I, I really enjoyed that. That made me smile. And uh, just interacting with you guys all the time. I, I like to live tweeting all the games. I, I miss doing that. And there's no good time to have everybody on Twitter at the same time. But but it was really cool having something that we were all watching, something that we were all engaged in. And, you know, having side conversations while the game was going on. And then all of a sudden be like, hey, that happened. That was really cool. Um, I like calling people by their full names like Chadwick Pender. Uh, he has a middle name, too. I, I didn't look it up because I, I'm freewheeling. Ah, no research. <laughs> but I, I like calling people by their full names. That's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I just really appreciated this podcast. And uh, the, the other Locked On hosts, I, I really enjoy all of them. Most of them were okay, uh, <laughs> but I, I do enjoy interacting with you guys, the fans. I like answering your questions, so I, I'm not asking for mailbag questions. I'm being appreciative, but if you have mailbag questions, I like doing it, so please send those in to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at LockdownAs if you want to. Uh, again, I'm at home. I'm not doing much except for this podcast, so uh, that that's that. Uh, this is the final episode of season one of the podcast. I started the last one on January 1st, as I said, so that's when season one started. I'm just starting this, the next season on January 1st of 2021. So uh, I may change the, the intro and outro music. We'll see. I haven't found a good one yet, so I might keep it for a little while and then just switch it like a few episodes in, but I'm going to sit down and do some of that. Um, as for the next episode, I'll have one more for you guys this week. It'll be probably Friday or Saturday, depending on... Uh, what my wife and I are up to for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and whatnot. So uh, that'll be coming up for you guys. I'll be talking about Javi Baez a little bit because uh, he has need to spend some money. That's a resolution. So maybe I'll spend a, a whole segment talking about why he needs to come to the A's, which would really take three seconds. I'm like, he's really good and he's a shortstop. There you go. That's that's the reasoning right there. But uh, And then maybe I'll spend the other half of the episode trying to devise a way that it could happen because they're not going to spend $16.5 million just out of pocket. So they got to 
cut some money from other places and uh, figure that out. So maybe I'll come up with a, a way to do that. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, final episode of 2020, but I hope you guys have a safe and happy new year. Hopefully we're nearing the end of uh, not normal times and we can get back to some sense of normalcy here in the coming months. So uh, let's try and stay optimistic because the end is hopefully in sight. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, until next time, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland, keep wearing those masks, and I'll talk to you guys next year. <laughs>